0: We'll turn now to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2, beginning there with verse 1. We'll read the account of the wise men following the star in order to worship Jesus. It's one of my favorite uh, birth narrative accounts of the Lord. There's some element of mystery in this narrative. It's uh, all kinds of questions arise from it as far as the star and how these wise men knew that Christ was born and that they should set out and travel quite a journey to see Jesus. There is a prophecy over in Numbers chapter 24. You don't need to turn there, but I think it's verse 17. And that's the, the link. That's the prophecy that some point to that these, these wise men had heard about. And that they, had, they were looking for a star. And they were, they were looking for the birth of the Messiah. So that it would be the link. Otherwise, we really don't we really don't know. But something sparked their quest for Jesus. We'll read the text and uh, make a couple of comments about the text. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the King, magi from the east arrived. In Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet and you Bethlehem land of Judah are by no means least among the leaders of Judah for out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. which they had seen in the east, went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshiped him. Then, opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. The word of the Lord. Father in heaven, give us uh, attentive minds and receptive hearts. Lord, to hear your word and and to receive application from it, uh, that we would know you better, worship you in a deeper way, and serve you uh, with uh, greater uh, fervency. Uh, Your blessing, Lord, on all who are here tonight, and we do pray for those who would like to be here but could not be here for whatever reason, whether it's sickness or grief or something else, Lord. We, we do pray your comfort on all. And those who are here tonight may be struggling with issues of life. And we all know that this time of year is not always the easiest for us. We celebrate and, and we should well, Lord, uh, there are also some hard parts to this. So uh, help us. Help us to uh, toward a, a greater vision of you and the hope that we have in you, the salvation that is ours through Jesus. We pray these things in his name. Amen and amen. What does wisdom look like? What does wisdom look like? Well... I can't read this story without uh, thinking about years ago. My family were, uh, they were attending the uh, Beaver Ridge United Methodist Church there in West Knoxville. And I was probably third grader and it's Christmas time. And you know, they always wanna do a, a thing for the, for the kids. Kids have a presentation, we're gonna sing some songs. So I was not normally the one wanting to be first in line. Hey, let me be in this program. I was not the one looking forward to the program, but my mom would give me a nudge. Nobody here probably knows what that's like, but my mom would nudge me. Billy, you need to, why don't you just avail yourself? Why don't you just participate? So I acquiesced and I agreed that I would... I would be whatever part I could be in this Christmas program down there at the Methodist Church. Well, I was going to be one, they chose me to be one of the three wise men. Well, it was fine and dandy until the night of the Christmas program. I guess it would have been about this time. Well, one wise man showed up. I kept looking for the other two wise men, my my team, that were going to sing the song with me together. And they never showed. So that night, I sang We One King, I guess. So it's uh, a little bittersweet for me in that way. We don't know exactly how many wise men. We think because there were three gifts, there are three wise men, but there could have been multiple gifts of the same thing. There could have been multiple gold gifts and so on and so forth. Well, I question looking back on that experience, the wisdom, the wisdom that I had in being, you know, volunteering to be a part of that uh, fiasco as it turned out to be. For me, I was not a soloist type of person, but I was left that night all alone. So what does wisdom look like? These wise men exercise wisdom, but it wasn't just what was in their brain. It's what they did with what they knew. So I think that's a wonderful way to start is just to think about wisdom. It's taking the truth of what you know, and it's doing something with it. And these wise men uh, did that. They did just that. So we'll just follow the story. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king. Now Herod uh, was a ruthless king. Uh, remember, Jesus said, uh, beware of the leaven of Herod. What do you mean by that? Well, he meant that you know Herod and his people were partying people. They were indulgent. Uh, in fact, it was Herod who had John the Baptist beheaded. So that tells you something about Herod. You know, reduce all rivals. They didn't want rivals to the throne. So Herod, very wealthy and Powerful and didn't mind exercising that power. Herod represents what you would consider to be a playboy mentality. Just throwing caution to the wind and doing as you please. So this was, these were the days of Herod. And Herod is a king. And the Bible tells us right here in verse 1, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem. Hmm. And this is what they said. They said, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Now we think these wise men have seen or have heard the prophecy uh, concerning the Messiah. But they didn't just hear it. They're doing something about it. They are traveling and they've traveled, we think, a long distance. Perhaps they were from Arabia and they're traveling in order to see the infant and they're following the star. They're going out of their way to seek the King of Kings. That's wisdom. Now, sometimes I think we're motivated in our society so much by comfort and convenience. We don't want to go out of our way. I mean, We don't want to go, get out of our car to go into a restaurant to eat. We want to what? We want to drive through. We want convenience. Well, when you bring that mentality to Jesus and the Bible, it doesn't work that well. In fact, it doesn't work at all because the Lord calls forth from us all. Not half, not part, but all. We're not to do or to be motivated always by convenience. What works for us? How can I fit you, O Lord, into my schedule? No, that doesn't work. The Lord wants us. He wants us with our whole heart. He wants us with full devotion. He wants us looking toward him and the willingness on our part to go out of our way to worship him. These magi did just that. Not only did they travel a great distance, but they're following a star. And, and it's interesting here. They, they don't go exactly right where Jesus is born at the beginning. They arrive in Jerusalem. Well, Jesus is born in Bethlehem. So they had partial information. They don't have the full plan. And when they get there, they ask the right question. And I think uh, wisdom always asks the right question and they would not be distracted. I think it would have been easy at this point for them to be distracted to them, for them to seek their own comfort. Hey, where's a good place to stay? Where can we hang out for a while so that we can rest and recuperate, uh, that we can uh, be well-nourished and uh, take it easy for a little bit? But no, they're, they're focused on Jesus. And they're asking, where is he? Who has been born King of the Jews? Where is he? For we have saw, we have, we saw his star in the East and we have come. And this is the point to worship him. We want to worship him. We want to be in his presence. We want to worship. So they're asking the right questions and they're asking to the right people. Listen to this. This is Really amazing and uh, very interesting. Uh, when Herod, this is verse three, the king heard this. He was what? He was troubled. Well, you know these kings, just like we uh, read this morning, uh, Caesar Augustus. These these kings, they don't want rivals. And and Herod's troubled. He he hears of a of another king, a king of the Jews, and he's he's troubled in his heart. He's wondering about any rival uh, to the throne, he's troubled. And then all Jerusalem with him. Well, if Herod the king is troubled, if you're a citizen of his realm, you're going to be troubled as well. You want your king, especially Herod, to be in good humor. He can make life miserable for you, so everybody's troubled. I mean, here it is. We've got the account of the birth of Jesus Christ, Uh, who was announced by the angel to be what? Savior, Messiah, Lord. And these earthly kings are troubled. This Herod is troubled. He is sad. Gathered all the chief priests. There he is. He's gathering them all together. Come on, all all you brilliant religious people. You chief priests. The chief priests were part of the Sadducees. And the Sadducees were the liberal Jews. They didn't believe in the word of God. They didn't believe in the Messiah. They didn't believe in miracles. They didn't believe in angels. They're really known for what they did not believe. Have you ever met anyone like that? They'll tell you in a heartbeat what they don't believe. Well, what do you believe? So he gathers them, these chief priests, he gathers the scribes of the people. And what did he ask? He says, hey, where is the Messiah to be born? Now listen to this, verse five, interesting. They said to him, and this comes across, they don't bat an eye. They don't have to have a a five-day conference to figure this out. They just come right out with it. In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet and you, Bethlehem, land of Judea, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah for out of you, shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Isn't it interesting? These religious leaders knew chapter and verse, but they were not willing to walk five miles to Bethlehem to see the Christ. Ever known anyone like that? They know chapter and verse, but they have no relationship with Christ. They don't want to be inconvenienced by Jesus. They don't want to be... uh, They don't wanna be out of their comfort zone in seeking Christ, but they know they have all the answers, but they have no relationship with Jesus. Well, the wise men here find out what they needed to know. The Bible says in verse seven, then Herod secretly called the Magi and he determined from them the exact time the star appeared and he sent them to Bethlehem interesting, and said, go and search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me so that I too may come and worship him. So these wise men, they've come a long way, but they have not reached their goal. They have not reached Jesus. And after hearing the king, they went their way. And the star, which they had seen in the east, went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And after coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. And they fell to the ground and worshiped him. You see, wise men not only uh, seek Jesus and are willing to be inconvenienced and are willing to travel a long distance, they're willing to go the extra mile to worship Christ, but when they find him, they worship him. Wise men, wisdom personified, worships Jesus, and the Bible says, then opening their treasures, they had treasures with them. They presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So wise men worship, and wise men present gifts to the Lord. And then look at verse 12. Having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the magi left for their own country by another way wise men are willing to follow the lord and the lord's direction you know it had been very easy for them to go back the king had commanded them to come back and to tell them when where the christ was where was he well you go find him and then when you find him you come back and you tell me where he is so that i can come and worship him that was herods Uh, That was his instruction to these wise men. But these wise men were truly wise in following the Lord's direction because as we all know, Herod uh, had many babies in Jerusalem at that time killed. That's what comes next. You can read this from verse 13, uh, particularly verses 16 and following where baby boys were put to death by Herod. So the wise men were wise in that they followed the Lord's instruction. It would have been easy for them to go back to the king and to talk about where the child was, but the Lord said, nope, don't do that. Leave another way. Go go back home a different way and avoid this uh, massacre by Herod. And we know that the Lord Jesus was taken to Egypt by his mother and his earthly father. So how do we, how do we seek the Lord? How, do we, how does this translate for us? Well, I think there's, there's three or four things. Uh, We have to understand first, we don't seek him unless we have information from heaven. Uh, These guys, uh, they have a prophecy, perhaps. They have a star, a sign, and that prompts them to seek the Lord. I think there's verses in the Bible that say, no man seeks God. I mean, we just don't wake up in the morning and seek the Lord. We have information, we have information about the Lord. We see it in general revelation, in the creation. And then we have a Bible that talks about specific revelation concerning Jesus, who he is, what he came to do, that he came to save us from our sins. So this is important. The Lord moves first. The Lord gives us revelation, and then we respond to that revelation. And we should respond to that. We should seek the Lord in this how do we seek the lord we open our bibles that's how we seek him we want to know more about the ways of god well we open the word of god and we study god's word that's one way another way is is to pray we study and pray we want to become knowledgeable of god we put the scriptures before us we want to know the scriptures Uh, We want to grow in our knowledge of God. We want to grow in our knowledge of the scriptures. So we seek him in this way. Uh, Added to that. We want to be in fellowship with those who believe that the Bible is the word of God. Who believe that Jesus is worth seeking in order to worship in order to present him gifts, our lives back to him and the blessings that he grants us. So we wanna be joined to people like that for encouragement. And then not only for encouragement, but to encourage others in seeking God, seek him. And then I was thinking about this, there've been, Uh, I think the the Bible, without a doubt, has been the main influence in my life. I remember uh, reading the word from an early age. Um, But there have been other books. There have been very few books that are outside the Bible that encourage me in my knowledge of the Lord. So sometimes it's good to pick up a little paperback and read it. I'm thinking of these authors, Lewis, uh, C S. Lewis. I'm thinking of an old Puritan, Richard Sibbs. I'm thinking of Bunyan and his Pilgrim's Progress. Books that I'm thinking of J. I. Packer, Knowing God, if you've ever read that. I remember that was came about at a time in my life that just really Uh, was fuel for the fire in my life. The Bible, the main book, but sometimes there's that extra help, that extra strength that comes from another author. Um, I trust that you and I will exercise wisdom in our lives as we continue to seek the Lord I want you to know he has more for you. He's not done with you. He's not through with any of us. We're still alive here. We have breath in us. Let's seek him with a whole heart. Let's, um, let's learn until those days are over. And let's worship the Lord presenting him gifts. Father in heaven, We thank you for the time together tonight, set aside for worship, to worship you. It's so good to gather. It's so good to be in fellowship with one another and hear the word. We thank you for the songs that have been sung, the prayers that have been prayed, the fellowship that has been shared. We take none of this for granted help us all lord to exercise wisdom in our remaining days that you would be glorified that you would be lifted up and honored we pray these things in jesus name and god's people said amen, amen. now we're going to we're going to cut the lights if you've got your